0: Today we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. My idea for this show was to invite guests and get the conversation started, to take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions and we encourage our listeners to look within themselves to take decisive action to make a positive difference. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. I'm your host, Bill Myers. And today, uh, the topic of our show is Memphis, Justice Delayed. David versus Goliath goes 15 rounds. And uh, I want to, uh, we we will definitely get into that and, and what that all means here in just a moment. But my guest today is Justin J. Pearson from Memphis, Tennessee. And this is his second time on the show. And the first time was just David versus Goliath. So you can imagine that there is a continuum if we're suggesting 15 rounds. And he will fill us in on the details of all of that here in just a moment. But first, I would like to uh, share with you a bit about Justin. Justin J. Pearson is the fourth son of five boys born to teenage parents in Memphis, Tennessee. Justin Jay graduated from Mitchell High School as valedictorian and Bowden College in 2017, majoring in both government and legal studies and education studies. He currently lives in Memphis, but works at the headquarters of Year Up in Boston, Massachusetts. He is focused on social, racial, and economic justice as special assistant to the CEO of Year Up, a national program helping 18 to 24 year olds gain training and entry level jobs with corporate partners such as Bank of America, Facebook, and Salesforce. Justin Jay is also one of the leaders of Memphis Community Against the Pipeline, MCAP which is a Black-led environmental justice um, organization seeking to end the racism and injustices in Memphis with the stopping of the Bahalia Connection Pipeline. Justin has an unwavering commitment to justice and the pursuit of opportunity for all people. Please help me welcome my guest today, Justin J. Pearson. Welcome, Justin. Thank you so
1: much Bill I am uh, fortunate and grateful to be back here with you uh, and to talk about this important topic because indeed the uh, battle and the fight still goes on yeah,
0: absolutely so you were last here on the show uh, at the end of February and I know that you uh, you guys had just uh, launched your website and and several other things but I would say in the in the uh history of this movement that you are engaged in this battle uh that you're engaged in that was uh, several chapters ago a lot has happened since then and that's why I wanted you to come back onto the show because a lot has happened and I want the audience to be aware of the various uh progress that has happened and Um, The delays that have also happened and then where we are at this time and what to look forward to in the short term future with regards to the uh, activities going on there in Memphis. So I want to start from the beginning just so that the audience can be clued in as to what is this all about for the benefit of those who did not uh, catch you during your first visit here so if you would explain to us the conflict Um, And then the uh, the need to come together and to uh, address this as a major concern of the black community in uh, Memphis, Tennessee.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, again, thank you so much for having me uh, and being able to speak about uh, this very important and critical topic of environmental justice and environmental racism. What we have happening in Memphis is one of the most significant cases of environmental racism and environmental justice happening in our nation today. Uh, There are two companies, Valero Energy Corporation and Plains All American, two multi billion dollar uh, oil companies that are seeking to bring oil from Cushing, Oklahoma down through Memphis and Mississippi to send to the Gulf near St. James, also known as Cancer Alley. And they're doing this for one reason greed. Uh, They only want to make more money, uh, exploit uh, uh, folks who are lower income and black folks in order to do this. And we're resisting. Uh, uh, we were called by this company when asked why they chose this path. They said, well, we took basically the point of least resistance. And Mm. now we are showing them we are the point of resilience. Uh, We have a community uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, that was founded uh, shortly after slavery that is being impacted potentially by this pipeline. Uh, We're talking about a community where their average income is about $18,000 a year, 97% African-American. And it's a top Uh, The Memphis Sand Aquifer, which is where over a million people get their drinking water and to include one more thing. uh, This is also the most seismically active area uh, east of California. And so there are a lot of reasons why this project is perpetuating a history of injustice that this community and our community has experienced for far too long. And now we collectively, locally, uh, at the state level, at the national level, are fighting and resisting to protect our community and to stop the terror of environmental racism that we have been experiencing for far too long.
0: Mm yeah you've got your work cut out for you and and uh you know, and I've been uh tracking this progress since we since before we we actually met. um and again, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Tim Guinea, who connected us, and Tim was on the show um discussing racism and climate change. so um he was the one who introduced me to you, and I'm grateful to him for that and um so yeah, Tim's great, but uh so now. So take us now from where we were in um, late February, uh, because, again, you had I mean, I I guess I would sort of characterize it as hundreds of people sort of gathering at that point, which now is certainly thousands of people. um, And the reach has just continued to expand. So um, I know we're going to be coming up on a break. Uh, here shortly but I want to start this story so that we can really understand and appreciate and so that we may uh, join you know uh, in whatever ways we can and support the uh, valiant effort of what's going on with uh, MCAP and uh, what's in supporting our people in Memphis
1: definitely well before before break here's what's happened since February when we were just getting our website started we've gotten over 35,000 more people signing the petition we've had several rallies including with former Vice President Gore who also leads the Climate Reality Project who've become great national partners of ours the Reverend Dr. William J. Barber who leads the National Poor People's Campaign has come to Memphis and rallied with us to protect our water to prevent environmental racism and to encourage our city council and county commission to do what they can locally to stop this pipeline project and protect the people. We've learned a lot since then that there's a lot of local power that can be used in order to stop this project and also do and to fill regulatory gaps that have existed for quite a long time. And so since February, we've worked with our city councilors, led by uh, uh, Councilman uh, Dr. Jeff Warren and uh, Edmund Ford, Sr., to create and craft legislation that protects the Memphis Sand Aquifer, as well as promotes environmental justice. We've worked with our county commission to stop the sale of county-owned property to, buy. Haley, pipeline, and we're successful in that in a 9-2 vote. And so we're continuing to see momentum build, and we had had momentum building quite significantly uh, leading into budget season. And that's where the delay comes from. Our city councilors, our county commissioners uh, have paused, as it were, uh, during budget season, and that'll soon be over. And so our movement does not pause. And we're happy and really fortunate to say that Vice President Gore has talked with President Biden about the Bahalia Pipeline, that other news outlets, particularly when talking about the end of Keystone XL, have included the Bahalia Pipeline in one of the movements for justice as it relates to the ending of fossil fuel infrastructure, as well as communities that are fighting crude oil pipelines. And so the, the momentum and the movement is continuing to build, and we need uh, support from uh, locally, uh, regionally, and nationally to win this.
0: Wow. That's a mouthful, Justin. You just you just laid it out. I I, I really I, I now I want to back up and let you know we've got about 50 more minutes to, to have a okay conversation. Now Very that, good. So we're gonna have to unpack all of that Wonderful. because I know that there are a number of significant um agencies, individuals uh who have stepped in um, you know, uh and 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 supported and 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 brought their legal expertise and, and all kinds of things that have really come in and helped shore up this effort. And so we'll sure. dig into those details as we sort of continue to proceed. But um so so explain to us very quickly what are what are the downsides of such an effort moving forward. Yep. Um, I think we just lost lost our video um okay here we go we are we are back sort of so we're having experiencing technical difficulties please stay you on. will
1: sound great
0: yeah exactly well we can just talk or sing songs i guess it would be okay um But, yeah, I think that there is something, again, um, that I would really like to um, uh, get into. But, you know, I I think this is a good time for us to take a break so we can sort of, you know, address some of our, our technical difficulties. But, again, you are listening to Memphis, Justice Delayed, David versus Goliath goes 15 rounds. Uh, You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires right here on the Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be back with our special guest, Mr. Justin J. Pearson, in just a moment.
2: Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talents, and voice through creativity Compassion and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, billmyersinspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates.
0: eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email Host at Network.com. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires, here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We are back. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires, and I'm here with my special guest today, Mr. Justin J. Pearson. Justin, once again, let's let's backtrack just a little bit and see... Um, explain to us uh, some of the partners, some of the different agencies, organizations during this segment as we, we uh, continue on, uh, because I think that that's really notable. I mean, whenever there are other bodies of people mm-hmm. that join the cause, not just individuals, but all of a sudden organizations coming together and shoring up your efforts there. So, uh, yeah, walk us through some of that, because I find that very fascinating
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it, I remind folks, you know, uh, this movement would just be a guy with an afro screaming and yelling uh, if it wasn't for a lot of help and a lot of hands that have made this work possible. And so uh, the fact that we are where we are and we've still got a ways to go uh, to, to the point of the title of 15 rounds. But we're really fortunate that we do have so much support. And it started locally. Right. It's the neighborhood associations of Boxtown. Westwood, uh, West Junction, Ball Neighborhood Associations that really have given us the validity uh, to be able to advocate on behalf of the community by making sure we have that direct connection and and representatives uh, from South Memphis and from the broader Memphis community who are fighting alongside us. Uh, That way, the voice of the people is always centered. And our actions and any act that we take, anything that we do, always goes back to that center. And that's really crucial for the work that we're doing, which is so important. And it's important that we build a coalition of support uh, to sustain our movement. Uh, the reality is that we can get tired and we don't know everything. And we're really fortunate that we have some local coalition partners who have been extremely helpful. Protect our aquifer, uh, uh, Sierra Club of Tennessee. Uh, They have been extreme uh, co-partners in this work, and they fought for environmental justice in other ways. And so there's some institutional knowledge that they have that has helped to catalyze our work moving forward. And then there's a broader group of people from around the country. Uh, uh, Some of those thousands and thousands who we've garnered over the past several months who now know about this fight uh, have really said, how can I help? And we've invited a number of them in to, to support our work and to help uh, catalyze the voices of Boxtown, uh, to be uh, uh, sounding boards for the people in Westwood, uh, to make sure that this issue and that this fight is not viewed solely as Memphis' fight. It is not viewed solely as South Memphis' fight. But this is a fight in our country for justice. At a time when we are speaking a lot about racial justice and we're speaking a lot about environmental justice, we have to look to places like Memphis and say, what can we do? And we're really fortunate that some of those folks, such as the Climate Reality Project, have stood up and raised their hand and said, what can we do to be a, a, an asset for the community? And I had an opportunity to speak uh, at the Leaders Summit uh, for Climate Reality, helping to uh, really lift up and elevate the voices of people uh, like Marcella Shepherd and Batso Booker, uh, who are in South Memphis and lived there their whole lives, and they've been fighting their whole lives. And so in a coalition where you have the voices of people like former Vice President Gore and that entire team, which is an amazing team, uh, helping to support our efforts, it helps to move our work forward. Uh, We work with the Poor People's Campaign, uh, Reverend Dr. William J. Barber II, uh, and the local group uh, with Reverend Gordon Myers and Reverend Dr. Alvin O'Neill Jackson, who's the executive director there. They, too, have helped to elevate the conversation as we think about interlocking injustices of systemic poverty and systemic racism and ecological devastation. You have to realize, and we realize as a part of this work, that we're not doing it alone. And they helped to bring a perspective that says, look, uh, when we were called the path of least resistance, what they were really saying is this, this black community, this community of lower wealth, this community that has been disinvested in, this community that has been overpolluted is the place that we can go to capitalize on uh, uh, in order for our own billions and billions of dollars in profit, about roughly uh, eight and a half, nine billion dollars of profit, while the people in the community receive nothing uh, and risk everything. Uh, Those are two really big national partners, but we're really fortunate to have folks like the Hip Hop Caucus and Friends of the Earth and some of those other groups uh, really supporting our efforts. That'd be remiss not to mention, you know, before, I mean, this was back in October, about a month when we got started, Mm -hmm. uh, saying we need to do something Breach Collective out of Portland, you know, uh, Oregon uh, said, how can we help? Right. Like that was the first moment when I realized we are doing something big here. Uh, and their right, board right. and their team has been uh, extraordinary uh, in helping us build this movement.
0: Yeah, that you know, that's awesome. And, you know, I wanted to uh, you you mentioned climate reality. And as I had mentioned before, Tim, uh, you know, Tim Guinea, uh, Tim recognized my my interest was sincere in learning about how racism and climate change are connected. Again, I remember sending him a question that said, you know, I'm doing this show on racism in America. I'm really diving into it. And I said, well, Tim, you know, is there a connection between racism and climate change? And I'll never forget the, the, the one word he sent back, which was overwhelmingly. Mm -hmm. And uh, but during that time, and after speaking with you and, and my participation also in, your movement, as you know, from afar, but but supporting it and pushing along and, and monitoring the the goings on. Tim had uh, been sending me a note and said, you know, you should you should consider climate reality. You should consider getting the training in climate reality. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And um, this this last session, which was what April, um, I did and I completed that. And I did see that you were being featured there as a. As a guest, and uh, um and and so I was very proud to see you uh, being pulled into that that gathering because that was a pretty massive. I mean, how I don't know how many thousands of people were on that 20, 27,000 or something. so it was pretty massive. so so I am a certified climate leader, climate reality leader. thank you, thank you, Vice wow. president gore. um and um and so I'm proud to to stand in that. so, um, but also, you know, you, you mentioned all of you, you, you kind of mentioned a moment ago about certain sectors or, or what the, the all the negative outcomes could be. And I think it would be nice to take a moment to really identify the uh, the risk mm-hmm. we've talked about it being billions of dollars and a community doesn't benefit. We've talked about the, uh, the idea that, uh, um, the economic piece we've talked about the fact that these are low-income folk and 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 we've talked about the potential of, of of this pipeline going over the uh the aquifer that you have and and all of that but what are the types of outcomes what are the 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 outcomes that occur when something like this does go through a community because i'm not sure that everybody can you know it off the top of your head because you've been dealing with it and dealing with it. But I think it really uh, is important to remind people what truly is at risk and, uh, and, and the level of that risk. So if you would shed some light on that, that'd be great. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll talk about two things in particular. One is, is universal. Uh, if you have a crude oil pipeline built behind your house, Uh, uh, your property value decreases uh, from between five and 40%. uh, And that's true wherever you decide to live. And no no one wants to have a crude oil pipeline operating at 1,500 PSI behind their property. Uh, But when you try to sell your home uh, or when you buy a home in that area, right, it's part of the paperwork that's required. Uh, mm-hmm. to inform people of this. And so there, there's an immediate financial impact on your property values. That's whether uh-huh. you're richer, whether you're poorer. Uh, and when you think about it, uh, Bill, that we're talking about folks whose houses might be worth 50,000 or so dollars, um, their property values declining more than that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, perpetuates this terrible history, right? Of, of Of what was supposed to be wealth building, actually having a a more negative ramification Mm -hmm. right um and i can't understate uh what's really specific about what's happening in memphis uh that we're extraordinarily unique and that 100% of our drinking water comes from groundwater uh we get nothing Mm -hmm. from surface water and so the number of chemicals that are used to filter our water and things like that is is significantly less than you'll see anywhere else in the country Mm -hmm. and it's because of this This aquifer about as big as Lake Michigan, you can imagine, underneath our feet. And so because of our uniqueness in that regard, this pipeline, uh, which is being built right atop uh, the aquifer and through what's known as the Davis Wellfield, which is operated by our local utility where water is pulled up from the aquifer, they're trying to build Mm -hmm. right through there. Uh, Here's what we've learned since the last time you and I spoke uh, publicly Mm -hmm. about this. on the path, the proposed path of the pipeline, uh, new research has come out that there are two breaches in the clay layer uh, between the clay and, and our groundwater. Uh, so when a spill happens, and we know that according to research by Dr. Douglas J. Kostler, that uh, 25 million, uh, one pound of crude oil can contaminate 25 million gallons of drinking water. Uh, Mm. When that spill happens, it will destroy our ability to drink the water that's literally beneath our feet that we have inherited uh, through good grace, uh, not because we did anything for it. It's going to contaminate that in perpetuity for future generations as well. And there's no way to to really clean, unfortunately, crude oil out of the drinking water. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's over a million people that we're talking about here. Uh, And we know this today. Right? This isn't something we're going to learn after the oil spills. It is a problem today. We have the research today. Everything is telling us not to allow this to happen, not to do this, uh, not to allow this pipeline to, to persist and to exist in our county and in our city. And we have to act um, uh, uh, now in order to prevent it from happening uh, we, because of our uniqueness, it requires unique solutions and it requires unique level of action and activity from local leaders, uh, from state leaders and from national leaders, uh, to prevent this pipeline uh, from going through.
0: Mm. So, so what are the, so besides the fact that it could, it could, uh, ruin your, uh, the drinking water for a million people, um, what other outcomes, mm-hmm. um, negative outcomes happen uh, when, when this, um, you know, I'm, I'm just very curious because I, I think it's really important for people to really understand the multitude of risks, uh, you know, and, and, and what, what, what you're fighting for, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so are there any other uh, types of outcomes that happen? Uh, exposures or or what have you that uh, have effects.
1: Yeah. One of the the things that I would uh, think about is sort of the uh, what we're fighting right now in court is called eminent domain. Um, Right now in Tennessee, we believe the law says uh, we cannot uh, allow crude oil pipelines to take people's land. Uh, And this is going a little bit into Uh, generational traumas that have been experienced in the Black African-American community in particular. And so I don't know if this loss is specific to what you were thinking. Um, But the reality is uh, right now, this company is going around saying, um, we can take your land and take your property. Uh, We can uh, go to any landowner in South Memphis or Memphis or Tennessee and mm-hmm. say that uh, if we want something that uh, we want your property, even for our private use, uh, we can take it. Uh, now, uh, this is unfortunately all too familiar uh, uh, in uh, Black African American uh, folklore and history and uh, what mm-hmm. it gets passed down. Right, uh, right. folks have. Uh, uh, loved ones uh, whose property is taken by white folks who just wanted the the field. Uh, And now we're having a company saying they have the legal right to do so. And so one of the big losses uh, that we're uh, risk that we're hoping to prevent is the taking of people's land by private companies for private benefit. Uh, And we are fortunate uh, that this July, July 9th, uh, Judge Felicia Corbin Johnson is going to say um, whether or not... uh, these corporations have the right to take uh, people's land and property. Uh, And one more thing, and I know we're going to have to go to a break soon, but uh, more crude oil being pumped into an ore refinery, which is nearby as well, uh, does produce more toxins into the air. Uh, And we know in this community that the cancer risk is already four times higher than the national average. Mm. Uh, and, And so uh, them getting, you know, 400,000 barrels of more oil means more oil being uh, or running through the refinery, meaning more toxins produced in the air, leading to more death in the community that already suffers under the weight of so much pollution, 17 toxic release inventory facilities already.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah, I, I just think it's very important, again, I because I, I think that in the in in the uh uh in in the in the battle of all of this sometimes we can we, we we overstep past that fundamental because we've already we addressed that from the beginning that's why we came together but i think just for the benefit of the audience it's great to remind what what you're up against beside the you know powerful oil company just sort of muscling their way through and and the insult of of path of least resistance and all that i mean you know the the you know, and people losing land. And, but I think that those health implications are significant. And I, yeah. and, and then ultimately that's where the real rubber meets the road, you know, because uh, this stuff kills people. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. That kind of risk, it becomes a life and death matter. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's really, really important. So I, I do appreciate you taking a, taking a moment to, to walk us through those risks Um. And uh, I, I will, uh, 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 we will dive in a little bit deeper here in the next segment, but we are coming up on a break, and, um, and so I'm going to take that break right now. You are listening to Bill Myers Inspires, and today we're talking about Memphis, Justice Delayed. David versus Goliath goes 15 rounds with my, my my partner in Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Justin Pearson. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Today we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates.
0: How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires. Here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now let's get back to the conversation. Welcome back. You are listening to Bill Myers Inspires with my guest, Justin J. Pearson. And we are talking uh, today about Memphis justice delayed. And uh, so before we were on the break, we were covering some of the risks, um, health risks and um, uh, Uh, loss of property. uh, I mean, all kinds of things. And so what I want to do now is focus in on some of the, we talked about some of the organizations that have joined you in this fight. Uh, And now I want to talk about some of the amazing individuals who have stepped forward and, uh, and offered their support towards this cause. I mean, certainly we covered, um, uh, uh, Vice President Al Gore and the Climate Reality uh, Organization, and 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 uh, you mentioned that that he is uh, he has gone and spoken directly to President Biden about this issue and is uh, and has engaged conversation on that end. But what other folks have stepped in and and uh, sort of brought some uh, more attention to the cause? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty impressive roster, but I want you to spill <laughs> be- those beans. <laughs>
1: no, we are uh, I'm, we're really blessed uh, that this issue is getting the necessary uh, attention to elevate it uh, to thousands of people and also uh, to really millions of people and, and, and to escalate it within government locally mm-hmm. at the state level and uh, nationally uh, to uh, continue to help us to garner support as we resist uh, the, this terribly unjust project.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so you do have Vice President Gore, Dr. Barber, Dr. The- Liz Theo Harris, uh, all the way to you know Justin Timberlake uh, <laughs> ah. who is a son of Memphis in fact, and shared our, our rallies and information about the Bahalia pipeline um, on his Instagram. And advocated, you know, for the city to stop this project. Uh, and so, uh, you know, lots of actors and folks uh, who uh, we really just humbled by uh, the uh, outpouring of support uh, in those ways, uh, and in uh, different ways, right? Uh, more uh, local people who have said, you know, I want to volunteer more seriously. Uh, I want to engage in this fight uh, more. Uh, they work together, right? It is a lot of work that happens locally that gets recognized nationally uh, that helps to push our movement forward. And that, that's really what we're able to see. And so it, it's a lot of work of people on the ground that gets Justin Timberlake in the movement, right? It's a lot right. of people's uh, work that, that gets extraordinary celebrities uh, to participate with us from Danny Glover to Jane Fonda uh, and, and more
0: yeah yeah and that that's an amazing that's an amazing um turnout of of the celebrity community because they don't you know i mean they, they have to kind of pick and choose where they where they lay it you know <laughs> put their, put their name on things so i I find it to be incredible that they have uh you know willingly and 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 stepped in with this effort that's going on in memphis because i think that just as you said i mean it's really not just a matter of what's going on there locally it 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 truly is a national issue uh, and and certainly the the movement and the timing of all of this on the heels of of course you know black lives matter and all these sorts of things which has brought um the, the awareness and and uh the the topical nature of of uh black people and and the status and their care and and treatment in this nation um to the forefront so this is all sort of the the timeliness of, of what's going on uh, it, it's it's incredible so I, I again I applaud you um for uh you know uh, putting your voice to this thing and 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 all the energy I see so many of the the uh, clips, and and I know that you have also uh, been been covered in um, uh, other uh, major sort of news outlets. So tell us about that as well, because that's a part of it, uh, your journey, and those people, those net- networks and whatnot. It would have to be a story again significant enough to get on their radar, and it has been on their radar. And so, would you share with us? a little bit about that journey as well, because that's significant for people to know.
1: Sure. And, and uh, you're very kind. Uh, and It's what we what we do together. It, it truly is. Uh, what we are able to accomplish is much more significant than what I could accomplish uh, as an individual. Uh, and I am immensely grateful to the co-founders and to the to the hundreds of volunteers Uh, who keep investing time and energy and effort uh, to whether you're liking a post, sharing a post, watching those videos, as you do, Bill, uh, and uh, attending the rallies and then communicating with our elected officials. uh, It it all matters uh, to helping us keep the awareness on the issue and get us to a resolution. uh, Because God willing, we don't have to keep fighting this in perpetuity. We're going to win this. Um, And so I I do want to acknowledge that. And to your point, uh, the murder of George Floyd, Uh, was a catalyst for us recognizing the experience of Black life, not only in its relationship with police and police brutality in our country, but also Black life in a myriad of other ways, whether that be healthcare, as we look at the global pandemic we're experiencing, or environment, uh, which we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. The experience that Black folks and people of color are having, uh, especially Indigenous folks, is very different uh, than Uh, uh, White people in in this country, uh, particularly white wealthier folks. I can tell you a lot of uh, lower wealth white folks are dealing with coal and coal ash and black lung and and a lot of the same uh, uh, terrible uh, incidences of environmental injustice that we see in uh, predominantly black lower wealth communities. And so there's some intersections in our fight for injustice too, but the last year has really elevated the conversation about black life in a myriad of spaces that it needed to happen, uh, whether that be healthcare or the environment. And we are, uh, I have to tell you, I don't want to say beneficiaries, but without the, the lynching of George Floyd, I don't think we would be here having this conversation in the way that we are, nor would it have gotten the attention that I think it has, and, and we are fortunate for that with Gail King uh, and, and, and uh, uh, her show in the morning, which we were able to be on, uh, talking about eminent domain, talking about the water uh, and, and speaking truth uh, to the, the cause and the situation that's happening in Memphis. Uh, we were, uh, you know, on the same uh, show, Discovery Channel with Vice President Kamala Harris, who I tell you, she had our talking points when she was speaking uh, to awesome. highlight. The struggle in South Memphis, uh, which is just extraordinary to go from the quote unquote path of least resistance uh, to being on the Discovery Channel for millions of people to watch and to see what's happening. Uh, That is um, the only God can craft uh, such beautiful things to happen uh, to this movement. And, And we're fortunate because it really has
0: elevated
1: what is going on here to levels that we could not have anticipated.
0: Yeah. It's a righteous cause. And, and I, and I think that, that, that is really wonderful. Again, th- those uh, you know, it's a, it's amazing. You know, this reminds me of, you know, Dr. King's quote, uh, you know, um, you don't have to see the whole staircase. Mm-hmm. You just take the first step. Yeah, And, and I think that this, what you have just described as a perfect example is that when we take that first step, you know, uh, when we, then that would lead to our second, third, mm-hmm. fourth, but when we're walking particularly, uh, with purpose yeah. on purpose, uh, I think it makes all the difference in the world and other people are able to recognize, you know, the truth, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the sincerity and the righteousness in the, in the cause itself. And, um, and you're also correct in, in, in uh, acknowledging that it's not just you. And in fact, I want to take a minute and, and have you acknowledge your uh, other co-founders of the um, MCAP organization, because I just think it's important to always lift, lift them up as well. So, yeah,
1: most definitely. And what's important to note is, Uh, most movements uh, that are successful, led by women, especially black women. And uh, early on, uh, Kizzy Jones helped to co-found and uh, Kizzy, uh, uh, Kathy Robinson is co-founder of MCAP as well. And Kathy, we were down in Nashville and we were able to talk, uh, has been able to remain engaged. And it it is so important uh, that we acknowledge the place uh, of uh, co-founders of black women, uh, in these spaces and in these movements, and now um, there are two more folks who've joined kind of our core team, Rosalind and Angela, uh, who are who live in South Memphis now and are working to do the volunteering and working to do the communications. Right? Like they, they, it, it, it's so it's important to acknowledge and recognize uh, uh, those voices and those stories and those experiences because it it, it humbles us uh, to this work that can oftentimes, you know, go to the guy that's at the, at the head.
0: Right. Right. No, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm, you know, I, 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 I uh, give big love, <laughs> big love to the, to the folks, you know, who, who are, who are giving of themselves and are equally committed and are really the, the machine a lot of times underneath, the the surface you know what I mean they are the ones keeping this whole thing driving it you know and Mm -hmm. I and I think that that's so huge and so um welcome to the two that have joined the core team I mean that's awesome as well I mean so and is it did did you write some sort of rule that they that that they had to be women that came in (laughs) (laughs) See, you're the only guy standing here. So, I mean, so it's like, okay, but no, uh, but no, I think that's wonderful. I think that's absolutely wonderful, man. And um, so, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. I mean, female, female power required. There that's, you go. There you go.
1: It, it is true. I, I, I do have a level of intentionality uh, about it, you know, uh, as we sort of continue this forward. And, you know, we're it's a volunteer board. It's volunteer work. Uh, And life is happening, you know, and so recognizing that life's happening for uh, Kizzy who has children, life's happening for Kathy. um, And it's important that we uh, let people rest uh, as they need to and also have uh, good energy and a good team, a strong team that can help move us forward as we go into this next phase. Um, And so uh, I am always uh, on the lookout for people smarter than me. Uh, and, uh, I know that the experiences of black women in our communities are just imperative to have in a room if we're going to make the right decisions and choices. And so, uh, I'm really excited about
0: Angela and Rosalind's work. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me about what, where we are now and what is coming up. I mean, what are we, what is, you know, what are we, so you said we, there was a delay for budget season. How convenient, um. So but now that that is coming to a close, what what is the the date on the calendar now? Full where, yeah. where
1: throttle to July 6th. City Council vote uh, on uh, ordinance to protect the Memphis Sand Aquifer and promote environmental justice, as well as a pipeline setback, 1500 feet pipeline setback, July 6th. Both of those are going to be before the City Council. The first one to protect the aquifer, that's going to be the first reading. We revised it, updated it, got a lot of check marks from across the the city, including from our largest employer, uh, FedEx. Uh, And so that'll be up July 6th. And then we'll be the second reading of a 1500 foot pipeline setback zoning ordinance that stops them from being by houses and churches and schools, um, which would also have serious ramifications for this uh, pipeline too.
0: Wow. So it's coming up. So the, we, we're we going to start the drum roll now because right. uh, it's on. It's, it's on. on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's incredible. Well, we're going to take a we're going to take a quick break and uh, we will be back in just a moment. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about Memphis Justice Delayed with my special guest, Justin J. Pearson. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Today we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires, as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions emmy award-winning actor bill myers is an accomplished actor jazz musician filmmaker writer educator and speaker as a biracial man who's both black and white bill leverages his background talent and voice through creativity compassion and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates.
0: You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We are back, and you're listening to Bill Myers Inspires with my guest today, Justin J. Pearson. So, Justin, my question to you is... What can we do as as a listening audience? What what can we do at this time to support and engage uh, uh, the effort in Memphis?
1: Well, thank you for the question. Uh, You've got amazing listeners uh, who many I know are already engaged. uh, And it's going to be consistent pressure on uh, the elected officials of Memphis and Shelby County. Uh, to create justice. Uh, It's important that they recognize there are tens of thousands of voters right here in this county and and city who care about this legislation. Uh, And it is also important that they know there are people around the country and the world who are dedicated to this cause just as well, because we realize that what is affecting Memphis will have ramifications for projects across the country. And so if you go to memphiscap.org, that's memphiscap.org, Uh, you can take action. You can send an email to the Memphis City Council asking that they pass the 1,500 foot pipeline setback and that they pass legislation, the first of its kind, to protect Memphis' drinking water and aquifer and to promote environmental justice by ensuring hazardous projects like this Don't go in communities already overburdened by pollution, already overburdened by fossil fuel infrastructure. And you can reach out to our county commissioners and let them know to pass the 1,500-foot pipeline setback in a joint way. We're trying to create a joint ordinance that stops pipelines from going behind people's uh, houses, stops them from going behind uh, folks, uh, churches and religious facilities and parks as well. And so there is uh, the the acts for justice sometimes is watching the Facebook Live, which you can do Sunday uh, at, at 4 p.m. Eastern as we go live at a rally. Uh, and it is also that civic muscle and building that civic muscle and engagement, uh, which is also imperative uh, by reaching out to elected officials and tell them where you're from and say that you've heard about it and that you care about what we're doing here. Uh, And that you're supporting MCAP in our calls.
0: That's awesome. So so we can find the list of the uh, uh, city council members on the MCAP website? That's right. That
1: is exactly right. Uh, MemphisCAP.org. And you can go to Take Action and we have uh, their information there. Uh, In the next week or so, we're going to have it one click. You'll be able to send an automatic email. Uh, We're trying to continue to improve our processes, but you can access their emails, Twitters uh, at this point in time. And if you think it's it is not insignificant, it makes a difference. I promise you it makes a difference when they hear from people from across the country, when they hear from people across the city and county. uh, It makes a difference because they know this matters. Uh, And this is one of the most significant issues that we are facing as a city uh, and as a county in modern history i would argue
0: mhm yeah that's um that's that's powerful stuff so you had mentioned that you have a facebook yes um uh coming up on uh, a facebook live coming up what is it uh you, sunday this, sunday 4
1: p m eastern we'll have a rally and you can join via facebook live at memphis community against the pipeline dash mcap Memphis community against the pipeline dash MCAP, and you can join our Facebook group too.
0: Okay, okay. So, so the 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 Facebook uh, address or the Facebook page is where we need to go to in order to watch the rally. To watch the rally. Yes. Okay. Man, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. Well, Justin, you are the man. And now I'm trying to I be watch, like you. Man, look here. I, you know, I, I I was I I. I had to go back and pull up some old photos to find my Afro days because you were shaming me so bad. <laughs> when I looked up You and look said, great. Man, look, I saw I had to send you one for for uh just to let you know that I, I know what it's into and, and yeah. I'm appreciating what you're doing. And you know, the we are putting the band back together and
1: uh <laughs> there we go. There we go, reclaiming it.
0: Reclaiming it. Absolutely. So I've been having, I I have a little technical difficulty today with my, my camera doesn't want to act right, but I'm just going to stay with you here. And, um, I think that, um, again, I wish you all the best and send much love and energy to the good folks of Memphis as they, uh, again, round the, you know, come into this final lap on this this struggle. I hope. I mean, is there a possibility they could delay this thing again? I mean, I hope not. I hope there's a point when, when you can't keep exactly. kicking the can down the road, you ran out of road. You know
1: exactly. Exactly. Because uh no no more delaying. It's time that we create justice and that we make it happen for the people in this city uh because we deserve it. We deserve the protection of our water. We deserve the protection of our property. We deserve the protection of our community. Uh, and ensuring that safety is the responsibility of the people who represent us and the people we elected. Uh, I'm grateful to be here with you, Bill. And I thank you for making the time for MCAP today.
0: Oh, man. You know, it is my pleasure. And I'm and again, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I support the efforts there in Memphis. And, uh, and I wish you all the best in the coming days, sir.
1: Thank you. Let's do this.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. So thank you for tuning in today to Bill Myers Inspires, and we will see you here next week. Have a great week. Thank you for spending your afternoon right here with us at Bill Myers Inspires. Remember, we're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Inspired Choices Network. Remember to take time this week to take a breath and look within yourself and figure out how you can make a positive difference in this world. Spread the word, and we'll see you here next Friday. Have a wonderful week.